0: Because you want to live in the forefront of your times, in ideals and in sacrifice, you have elected this. Live from Manworth Boulevard, it's fun. Everyone, uh, sorry we've been a bit late, but uh, you know public holidays, blah blah blah, rah rah rah. Mm. Poor Rach,
1: hi. Your ear holes. We're back again. You look great today. Do I? Yeah, you really do. Well, I've just pre-limbed a bit of makeup on because I have to whiz out and do a little voiceover after we have finished this, so I just wanted to make sure I had enough time not to have to, you know, end us prematurely. So I wanted to be ready. So you put makeup on to do voice work. Well, yes, because I have to look professional. I have to go to a recording studio, so I can't turn up in my PJs like I do every week at the Paul and Range (laughs) podcast. You mean we can't just do – this is not the way
0: broadcasting is
1: done. I know. This is what I love about the Paul and Range podcast, though. I love – and, I mean, we've travelled together. We've seen each other at our worst. We've been in our PJs a million times. I
0: prefer to say we've seen each other from every angle. Yeah.
1: So I love that I don't have to bother dressing up when we do the podcast that's
0: true but you know you don't want to take advantage of me
1: well that's true that's true i should put in a little effort just to show you that i love
0: you that's why i like that you don't wear shirts (laughs) now i've just come back from what i consider to be one of the most painful experiences i would prefer to go to my dentist than my accountant
1: oh really i was gonna say did you have a pap smear Duck bill thing Oh, the little thing that is opens that a you up—speculum, up. speculum, I is that think a so. Call? Later on in the podcast, talk? I'm going to tell you a story about the first pap smear I ever had, and it was enough, despite the cancer risk, to make me never want to go back again. It's, and don't worry, it won't be grubby; it'll just be funny. Yeah, An old lady did it, and she yeah. was about ninety. Honestly, <laughs> anyway, I'll keep that for later. Back to the account, and she did it with a pig—a <laughs> <laughs> tin pig. It was at the Falls Music Festival? She was doing it like they used to do back in the 1920s. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: wow! Oh, now it is speculum, by the way. Uh, God, love you Wikipedia. Mm. Now, um, the, the reason it's more exp- it's more annoying for me is not because you know, oh, I've got so many investments and they must be, all, mm-hmm. you know, all of mm-hmm. that. I am not into that yep. sort of gear. It's actually because it's probably the one time every year where I have to confront that I am not an adult because yeah. there is a person sitting opposite you wearing a suit, being all very saying, "Do you have any shares? No. Do you have any mm. investment property?" No. Mm.
1: (laughs) I also can't imagine that you're great at keeping receipts. No, terrible. Terrible. I can't imagine that you would keep a single receipt. Well,
0: funny you say that. that I'll keep the stuff. If you buy like a laptop, you go, that's a big one. Yes. Better keep that. Yes. Only problem is, is that I actually, um, even when I bought some of this recording equipment, Mm. I was so good. I filed it all away. And it was only yesterday in the mad one day before going to the accountant scramble that I found a $3,000 $3,000 worth of receipts from the previous year that I didn't file
1: oh god see this is where <laughs> the shoebox method comes in handy I am a massive fan of shoebox receipts mm-hmm. every single receipt I keep and I put it in a shoebox, and then when it comes around to tax time, I go through, and naturally there's a bunch of things in there that I can't claim, but I go through, I categorise all of them, and then I I give my accountant a list of all of the things that I have absolute documentation for, and then they do all of their magic and get me the refund.
0: Well, see, any time I have been able to produce receipts, and by that I mean movie tickets, (laughs) because for some (laughs) reason, when you do the radio show, it's like, oh, movie tickets and CDs. (laughs) I'm sure that you know there's some massive audit
1: coming. do go to the movies on this podcast, so technically oh. you can claim that.
0: Okay, but hang on, we're going to make a dollar out of this podcast. Here we go.
1: Oh, we yes, just made a dollar. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're listening to Paul and Rage.
1: Did you watch the Logies, Paulie? No, uh,
0: I watched, i would be honest, about five minutes.
1: Yeah, I just watched the red carpet and then I got bored. Uh, usually, I mean, they do a bit of a synopsis at the following day, so I know that I can catch up on everything. But the thing that's gone a bit bunter is uh, Kylie Minogue's fairly underwhelming performance. Now, this
0: is it. Did you, did you see it? So, yeah, was I did. it shit? Was she lip syncing? She claims she's not lip syncing.
1: Well, I think at these events, you always have to lip sync because it becomes, I don't understand why in this day and age, we're going crazy for people that lip sync because there's a whole bunch of reasons why you have to when it's, you know, on a broadcast, what if the mic doesn't work? What if this doesn't happen? You know, you just have to lip sync. But also
0: the truth about Kylie in particular is that Kylie's voice is fiddled with. Yes, of course. It's obviously like a little bit electronic and that's sort of the dancey thing. So guess what? she'd probably sound like us. Totally.
1: Like, and then they just <laughs> exactly. go, all right, you know, up And the... nobody buys the album and then goes, how dare they auto-tune it. I mean, this happens all the time, you know. And to be honest, if you're a performer and your voice, unless you're Beyonce, is never really going to be as good on the C- uh, in real life as it is on the CD, of course you're going to do a bit of lip-syncing because right. you want it to come across the way it sounds on the CD. But
0: the issue is there is no excuse for bad lip-syncing.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's the thing.
0: So Kylie's been around a little while. Mm. She's gone, you know, from Charlene to hot pants to whatever the hell that thing was we talked about a couple of weeks ago. The sexology, oh,
1: sexercise, sexercise. See, the thing is that there was a lot of athleticism and sexual athleticism in that sexercise video. This performance at the Logies could not have been more pedestrian and mundane. It was a bunch of dancers and her just sort of walking from one to the other, having a little songy conversation with them and then walking onto the... It was like... You know, you watch the sex exercise video and you go, wow, that is a sexy 45-year-old who's doing something a little bit, you know, I mean, I wasn't a massive fan of the video, but at the same time you go, oh, she's pulling out some pretty sweet she's moves. She's showing effort. She's showing effort. Then you watch that performance and you go, see, that's what I expect a 45-year-old to do on stage. Yeah, exactly. Like she's putting in no performance effort whatsoever. It's just like, you know what? I'm going to walk. Yeah. I've done all the dancing I can do. <laughs> now my on-stage performances yeah. is going to involve me walking from, Left to right Yeah,
0: putting a little effort in That's my whole attitude to exercise. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but the thing that caught my eye this morning Was a little Rhonda Birchmore tweet Oh,
0: hang on Has she gone a little bitter?
1: No, she's gone a little bitter But in uh, She's taken aim at somebody Now I have to say I have always been A massive Rhonda Birchmore fan so Anything to
0: do with Hey Hey It's Saturday oh, 90s era You are I in I am
1: in I am so in I just love that woman Because exactly She just reminds me of that whole Hey hey it's Saturday Kind of I love her cheese I love mm. the way she is so performative I love it I think she's fabulous Anyway she tweets out uh, To Todd McKenney. Oh. Right, because Todd McKenney during the Logies tweeted, Kylie Minogue, not sure that was a great idea for her. Hashtag miming badly. Good on him. Yeah, okay, fair point. I like R- a bitchy tweet. But Rhonda tweets back, we all make mistakes, feel like a walk in the park.
0: <laughs> Follow the guys on Twitter at Paul and I had a very big family weekend this weekend, mm-hmm. which was super exciting and awesome. And I got to see uh, All Bar One, uh, I didn't say Ryan, but I saw all of my nieces and nephews. You
1: have so many. How many are we up to now? We
0: are up to, oh, hang on.
1: Oh, God, you're gonna, I'm going to throw you in the shit now. A lot. Let's just say a lot.
0: No, I'm going to say, uh, two, four, six, seven. Jesus Christ. Christ. Yeah, we got seven.
1: Is this like practice parenting when you've got <laughs> that many nieces and nephews? Because I feel because you're spending quite a lot of time with the fam, you mm. can get a sense of how you are with kids and what works and what doesn't. Like, does it feel like practice parenting a bit? Because you're great with kids. You've oh. always been awesome
0: with kids. Love you, thank you. No, well, yeah, it is a little bit. And you can sort of play fantasy parent mm-hmm. because you can hand them back. Oh, I love so that So as soon bit. as there's a cry, mm, Oh, I love as, that bit. Mm, mm-hmm. All the rest of it. But the, the, the one of the highlights of the weekend was uh, K, Eight, who is my brother's eldest kid, she just had her third birthday, third birthday party. And I'm just thinking, this is just an w- entire backyard f- full of knee-high Rachel Corbett's. <laughs> just these cute little kids <laughs> running around everywhere and they had a jumping castle. I think one of the greatest bits of being a kid mm-hmm. is simply the idea you can bounce. Oh, yeah. Like now, like you're fit, right? Mm-hmm. You couldn't bounce.
1: No, definitely but not. But as a kid, you're like a cat. Yep. You could jump off a
0: seven-floor, you know, balcony yeah. and go bounce.
1: But the issue is that you've got less distance to fall when oh, you're a kid, right? Yeah. So you're closer to the ground. So I just wish that I had learned all of these things that I can't learn now when I was a kid. Like I tried skateboarding hmm. when I was 24. Oh, wow. And do you know what happened? I was going quite well with it. I was doing pretty good. And I'd always been – I've always wanted to try skateboarding, but, of course, I'd never done it as a kid, and I wish I'd done it when you're a metre off the ground. And so I was going pretty well. I got my confidence up, and then I went with a girlfriend of mine to um, to Watergoes uh, in Byron, and there's like a hill that comes down to the beach. And so we thought, okay, I'll just go up a bit higher, and I'm sort of nailing it, I'm getting yeah. – Anyway, I came down Mm -hmm. and got what they call in skateboarding terms the death wobbles, which is essentially when the board starts wobbling like that and then once that kicks in, you are rooted. There is nothing you can do to get that board back onto the straight and narrow and I was picking up speed like you would not believe and had this moment where I was flying down the end of the road to a cul-de-sac and thought, what... Do I do to get myself out of this when I don't have the requisite Tony Hawk skills to sort of scoop myself? (laughs) (laughs) So, in my illogical brain, I thought the only option I've got right now is to jump off this thing and try and match the speed I'm flying at. (laughs) (laughs) I tell you what happened one toe hit the bitumen. And then my head. Oh, Smack! Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and I skidded across the bitumen, oh. tore my face, my chest, my arms, everything. The, the board goes flying to the cul-de-sac, hits the end, flies up. All the kids and families down at the barbecue area turn around to see this 24-year-old woman bleeding profusely, walking down to collect her skateboard <laughs> And go back to her friend. What an embarrassing moment.
0: Get the guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page. Now, Roche. Yes. Rocher Courbet. That is me. That would be your Ferrero Roche flavour. Oh, really? Ferrero Roche. Roche. <laughs> now, uh, I wanted to talk about the musical, the stage musical. Oh, yes. Now, I don't mind a good musical. In fact, I am a little bit excited that Rocky, as in the boxing movie, has been turned into a musical on Broadway.
1: Is there anything that hasn't been turned into a musical?
0: Science of the Lambs.
1: <laughs> no, you wait, though, no, you wait. That will it puts be. Hello, it's body. <laughs> Hello, Clarice.
0: <laughs> Had the lads streaming <laughs> If you take any of our songs we want more. <laughs> Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrache.com.au.
1: You did something exciting this week, which was go and meet the Royals. Oh, that little thing. Oh, that little thing. And I want to get into that, but I want to begin the conversation by saying that there were all of these articles out during the week about whether Tony Abbott had breached the protocol where you're not allowed to touch the Royals. This couple in particular seemed like they would not give a toss if you put a hand on their back to lead them somewhere. These
0: guys... I mean, aren't they supposed to be the normal royals?
1: Totally. And it's not like, you know, anybody touching Kate is going to be, you know, grabbing onto her like a bowling ball.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine the international (laughs) headlines? Imagine. But,
1: I mean, were they nice?
0: Now, this is the thing. Yes, they were. I'm a little embarrassed talking about it only because I know talking about this makes me seem like quite the wanker. No. But it's like, I got the invite, why wouldn't you go? So what ended up happening was that the the, the royals split... And did one side of the room each.
1: They didn't go together. They did not. Goodness.
0: Controversy. God. Trouble in paradise. See if
1: I was Kate I would insist because mm. you know there's nothing I hate more than small talk. Yeah. And the only thing that saves small talk is when you've got your plus one or your mate there mm. and you can sort of do a bit of the hey we'll do a bit of talk and banter and then we'll throw it open to you. If I had to go around the room and do small talk on my own oh shoot me.
0: But imagine doing small talk around the world where everyone knew everything about you. Oh, and yeah. you knew nothing about them. And people start Asking you questions about your baby, and you know, hang on, I don't know. You. Yeah,
1: and also that whole, you know, oh, I remember, um, you know, I met you when I came over to the. And she has no idea who yeah, you are, mate. No, no, no idea who wife, you are. Yeah, exactly.
0: So this is the thing: was that so I'm sort of standing a little bit off the crowd where the prime minister and Will are walking through, and Tony Abbott points at me mm. across the room. Oh, it was magical. <laughs> <laughs> so Tony Abbott points. And says, Come here. And I oh. look around thinking, OK, there's the minister for this and the ambassador yeah. for that. And he's going, No, Paul, come here. Mm-hmm. I've gone, OK, here we go. Off you go. The sea's part Oh, so, yes. You go. PM, g'day, shakes my hand. And he says, I'd like to introduce you to to William. William's standing there. And I've gone, Geez, I've shit canned your hair for a while. But anyway, <laughs> go, bang, handshake in, looked him in the eye. Sir, it's lovely to meet you. You know, thanks for coming. You know, what do you do for a job? You know, I'd work at Sky News. I do a TV show. Oh, I hope you give the PM some stick. He deserves it. Yeah, 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 great. And then I thought, okay, now's the moment. I've got to come up with a bit of small talk that is at him. So I've said, the PM's going to announce this a bit later in the day, but we'll rename one of the states after George if you guys stick around for a little while, right? So not a funny line, but I've just gone, "Eh, it's about the kid. He turns around, laughs. And then says, I think Catherine would like that. Mm-hmm. So, okay, okay, great, okay, I've got a reference to the wife. This yep. is all right. And remember, you're on a shot clock here. So, you think, this is almost you,
1: you, But you've already been given much more than anybody else. Correct. You know, usually you get a bit of small talk and you're on your way. way. You're under line three or four here. Yeah, I mean, we're buds now. You are buds. We're this buds. is Facebook friend I, area. I can stay
0: at their house, right? You can, for okay, sure. Cool. For and sure. Then, So, then I've, I've gone for the third question. Going, Hang
1: on, this is, we're into... I mean, come on, this is the P. Murray show. (laughs) (laughs) Correct. With a royal audience. Yeah, and
0: I've just said to him, well, sir, what's been your favourite bit of the the holiday? And then the PM leans in. So he's sort of interrupting as William's talking. Mm. And clearly, they've just spent so much time in each other's company. They're both very comfortable with this. Yeah. The question the PM asked was, the bloke two guys behind you, what's his name? (laughs) 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 So two things I took out of this. One, the prime minister is like us and doesn't remember people's names, <laughs> yep. and two, I'm pretty sure I got to meet the future king of England because the PM didn't know who the person was. <laughs> it was two people behind me. <laughs> You're listening to Paul and Rach. I won't be able to hear this in the background at Rachel's house, but there's some lovely jazz playing.
1: Oh, there is. Is, is
0: that is that you in this house, or is that one of your lovely flatmates? No,
1: that's me. I'm I'm home alone. I often listen to ABC Jazz while I do work. Good on you. Yeah, I always put it on the background. It helps me write.
0: Although my thing at the moment is I'm loving, and I lo- you know I've always loved my crappy '70s and '80s rock, mm. but at the moment you know our old joint Triple M, their classic rock station. Oh, 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 oh you're oh, loving oh, yourself oh. sick on it. It's just you know that said uh, you know. Saturday cleaning up the house whatever mm-hmm. and um, Peter Frampton a whole oh, album's playing God. I dig Peter Frampton yeah I like Sharn's it like what's this crap oh really she's like
1: what this oh, is garbage you know. No. Admittedly
0: There was 17 minutes Of wow 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 yeah.
1: wow. <laughs> wow 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 The old talking guitar yeah. You know Peter Frampton Is one of the Many Individuals Pieces of history Bits of knowledge That I have Only come across Because of the Simpsons Yes, yes. In the Lollapalooza Episode <laughs> The Peter Frampton With his talking guitar And the pig that goes <laughs> up, the, the pig balloon Or whatever but There is so much That I learned From the Simpsons Actually Last week I did uh, A cross for the project From the Sydney Brick Show Which is like The Lego lovers yeah, You know Show cool. where they come And they They show all of their stuff And somebody had made A full Lego replica Of Springfield Oh no Yeah Everything The Quickie Mart oh. The Krusty Burger The house The school Reverend Lovejoy's church that's awesome. Everything laid out In this amazing It was absolutely incredible Are you into Lego now As an adult? Uh, not now
0: I was so into it as a kid. And the thing I really liked about the movie was without spoiling it for mm, you.
1: It's made of Lego. <laughs>
0: Spoiler. <Damn you. laughs> My memory of of it was when you built it, you followed the instructions once just to say,
1: I built the police station.
0: Mm-hmm. And then you just throw it in a bucket. Yes. And then eventually you would just start saying I'm going to make a space station. Mm-hmm. And you'd just be taking all random bits from car washes or whatever. And you'd build this thing.
1: I, my problem with the Lego was I was just never Lego creative. Really, The best I could ever do was a four-walled room <laughs> stuck to a... F- Flat surface, like I'm not I quite just. Creative, it I so just much. couldn't do anything. Like Finish. I would make a four-walled house, and then I'd put a little Lego man in there. Finish. <laughs> Ta da! <laughs> <laughs> no wonder I never amounted to anything.
0: Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Follow the guys on Twitter at Paul and Rage.
1: Funerals, not not the funniest of topics. No, I'm,
0: I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, come um, on, Thelma.
1: Let's go off the cliff together, Louise. Uh, sometimes the thing about funerals is. It's pretty much all the same thing, you know. Mm. Somebody's died. Everybody's sad about it.
0: I've got to say, it's the same with weddings where people go, oh, wasn't it a lovely ceremony? go, it's no different than every it's other exactly ceremony. It's exactly the same. And it's the,
1: exactly the same.
0: And also, the worst is when, you know, the the person – Oh, can I name the company? Can you beat this for me? Yeah, sure. All right, okay. I hate them. Yeah. I hate <laughs> yeah. them so
1: much. Because
0: they're so insincere. Yeah. And it's like, Paul Murray – was a delightful man
1: This is the thing You see There's always somebody up there Can you host who's, mine? N- yes Good. Can you Deal. host mine? Deal. Because let's do that Because the thing that bugs me about funerals And I used to sing at funerals For a bit of coin <laughs> <laughs> Seriously ever
0: I saw your face. What songs did you have to sing?
1: We had to do any number of things It In was mostly s- of The, night. <laughs> the It was mostly sort of classical stuff And whatever the family wanted like, you know, Yeah Yes, exactly. A lot of, yeah, a lot of hallelujah. Um, But I sang, no, I didn't sing by myself. I sang with three other girls in a little quartet. Um, But it was amazing how the people that stood up never knew the person. They got a brief dossier on the person's life and then stand up and say, oh, I think we all remember. You don't remember, Dick. You've never met this person. It's also
0: very uncomfortable when you're at a funeral where you know there's been a bit of family tension. Yeah. And based off, you know, life, people, Mm -hmm. you know, they they fall out. Mm -hmm. And depending on when somebody dies, it could be really... Bad time for that. But because the person doesn't know, them, it's like was such a wonderful family man, beloved by his yeah. one, two, three,
1: four children. <laughs> well, hang on. The best I actually went to a funeral which was amazing. And it was for a friend of mine and the the what do you call I never know the religious terms, minister. Yeah. The guy. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> he had a, a strong family connection and knew this guy since he was a kid, That's and cool. was a really genuine, nice, funny, engaging individual the and just knew him intimately and so had a lot of personal stories and it was just such a celebration. Everybody knew like this friend of mine was such a vibrant person and so when the funeral finished it was I mean everybody got up there and said amazing things about him and it was funny and there was laughter and and then I love a
0: funny funeral. It was hilarious. Well, not a silly funeral but just one that's like Cause this, and then this happened and this happened and this
1: guy was funny and so why are we not celebrating all of that stuff and yeah. then eventually eventually we all went to the wake and people were like look you know he really loved to party like he was a mad partier so let's all go get absolutely stonked in his in his honor and we went and hung out oh. that's it and danced and we <laughs> called his mobile and left a message on his oh, phone and it was just fun you know it was it was a celebration of his life anyway there's always an interesting way you know people are always looking for interesting ways to make funerals different i guess have a crack at this. This is a family over in the States who decided that they would embalm their socialite mother. Oh, dear. And because she what, always... pre-death? <laughs> pre-death. <laughs> and to take the hint, mum, was sick here. And because she always liked to be out there and on display and was very sort of loved attention, oh dear. they basically embalmed her and then set up this garden scene... <laughs> And put her in a chair in this garden scene, so that people could go up past her at the funeral and pay their respects. (laughs) So.
0: So they've rigor mortised her. Yes. in their garden chair. In a chair,
1: oh. and set up an entire scene at the funeral. I will put up the the link is up on our Facebook page. There is a video of her family members who were standing around drinking wine and just looking at her what sitting. A dead woman. There, he, there he is, just just having a drink, looking at her in this little setting, like it said. And at first, <laughs> <laughs> ha, ha, ha. at first, I thought they'd just sort of. Madame Tussaud wax museum no, that's, styled her. That's mum. But then I realised, no, 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 that's actually her sitting on the garden chair. So,
0: okay, you know, my knowledge of uh, of these things is that uh, you kind of stay in a certain position after a while.
1: Mm-hmm. Does that mean oh, do they it?
0: buried her in a chair?
1: That's an excellent question because I can imagine once the old rigamortai sets in, there's not much movement. But imagine
0: the gags they could do where they just put her in the corner with no chair. She's slow. <laughs> <"Low, laughs> I Get the guys up On the Paul and Rach Facebook page
1: I say this with mild trepidation
0: Oh, least you didn't say now, Paulie You know I respect you <laughs>
1: But, wait, because I know That we sometimes talk like this from time to time But I consider Us di- different Because you're like my radio husband And I'm like your radio wife Where are we going? Well, I just noticed A couple of people who are acquaintances of mine, um, there was an event, like a party on the weekend, and they went to the party, and one of the guys said to the girl, um, you looked really lovely at oh. the party. Now, he's married, and she's in a relationship, like there's nothing sexual between them, um, but she was like, oh, thanks, thanks very much, I just bought a new dress, and blah, 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 and he said, yeah, it looked really sexy. oh Now, we will sometimes talk like ah. that. But I just have to say that if you are not sexually involved with somebody, sexy is a weird way to describe something that they're wearing. Do you not think? Like we'll always say, oh, that's sexy. Sexy. But to actually say we're not together. Exactly. But to actually say to somebody, you know, I loved what you were wearing, it was really sexy, as a straight face sort of compliment is
0: just weird. See, I don't disagree. But, but I want to have that in my arsenal, um, not because I want to have sex with other people. It's just sometimes it is, it feels like the right word to say.
1: No, but as a woman, it I don't know like whether.
0: What if somebody, Okay, another test. Okay. How do you feel if somebody said, I think you look cute? as in you look cute in that dress that dress is yeah, cute yeah that's okay on
1: you. but if if you're if but you're sexy too much sexy too much if you're not my plus one and you say to me hello mate by the way hello <laughs> you say to me that you look really sexy in that it's just you know,
0: you're making it all so sexy you look really <laughs> No. <laughs> but you know, if you said, so, you know,
1: you look sexy Oh, no, that's still weird. That gives me a weird inside feeling. That gives- <laughs> what? It's a compliment. No, it's it's a compliment. Yes. What you think
0: it's 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 sort of it's a pervy comment?
1: It's not pervy, it's just well maybe it is a bit pervy. Maybe it's just like I'm not trying to be sexy. I'm just trying to look uh, good. And, yeah, I want to be sexy for somebody I want to be sexy for. But if I somebody turns around and goes, wow, you look so sexy and you're not my partner, that just makes me go, like, a bit scoliosis. Like, a, <laughs>
0: instantaneous scoliosis. Yeah, I
1: get a bit of scoliosis. I go, oh, that's a bit weird. But
0: see, also, this is your attitude to sexuality. Yes. Which is, you know, like, you're all in. Like, yeah. when, when you pick the bloke... And yeah. you like him, all in. Yeah. But you don't really sort of carry sex as a there, thing. There you go. You don't use it as a currency. Yes. It's a thing that happens in a relationship after why. Yes. while, yes. right? Um, so I think it's that thing where I think for the people who do carry sex sexuality yeah. around... To be called sexy means is my positive. stocks went
1: up. There you go. See, this is the funny thing that Plus One actually told me when we first started dating was that he was like, I had no idea that you were interested in me because you you're not, you don't use sex when you're sitting down next to a bloke. And that's because for me, some of my most of my best mates are blokes. It's always mm. been a sort of brother sister relationship. And then if it moves to that level, well then those floodgates get opened.
0: And look and, and look, there always will be uh people who misinterpret friendship from women yes there's a mate of mine single mate of mine who i talk to a a bit at the moment and and she said that this really annoying thing is is that if you laugh at a guy they think they're a chance
1: yeah
0: yeah right yeah So sort of ends up being a bit defensive
1: ditto with the arm touch That, you know, any kind of touching, you know, when you touch somebody, because I'm quite a tactile person, and if you touch... So often that gets misinterpreted, like, oh, well, if she's stroking her hair or she touches my arm, she's finding an excuse to touch me. No, mate, I'm just being You fellas if it's a... (laughs) She's not being polite.
0: Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrache.com.au.
1: We're about to wrap up, but I wanted to do a bit of questions for Paulie.
0: But make sure that you tell the story about the... Oh, the PAPS.
1: there was a promise. <gasps> there was a promise. A oh, okay. I'll get to the PAPS me after we've done questions for Paulie. Okay. Always putting it off.
0: That's a problem, ladies. <laughs> Don't put it off. <laughs> That's really get it done.
1: Terrible. Okay, question number one. Mm-hmm. KFC. I know you love them. And I, to be honest, if I wasn't gluten intolerant, would love them too because they're chicken. Oh, that skin. Just sell the skin. Oh, I've always, in my great dream of being a non-allergy kid, wanted to order a bucket of chicken and sit down and eat it. I just love the idea of a bucket of that chicken. Anyway. It's a lot of pieces. Oh. I've never
0: tried it. It's too much for Oh, me. so good. don't like
1: a challenge. Why do they sell in the two-piece or three-piece feed or whatever – Potato and gravy and chips. Yes. Why is there no chips at a salad or chips and coleslaw? Why do you need that much potato? That's too much potato. That's too potato things. But also,
0: the whole thing with potato and gravy is that it is only ever available at KFC. Mm. I have not known it to be served for dinner anywhere. No, I know. Um, so this whole thing, but I don't know what it is about KFC that maybe it's like... They're so protective of their uh, of their invention. They're gonna ram it down your throat until so you like it. <laughs> and potato people, goes
1: with gravy. People eat their potato chips, dipping it in their potato <laughs> and gravy. <laughs> like what? That's potato. You're dipping potato in potato. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Do you have an answer to that, or is that just a one of the great mysteries of life? Because I'm, Jim
0: Henson died. Okay,
1: there we go. That's always the answer. Uh, now I live quite close to King's Cross, and um, I often go shopping. In lifestyle and location. <laughs> that's it. I often go shopping uh, up at Coles late at night on a you know weekend. Now I will be often walking is down that the, the street. Coles
0: that they've got the uh, the, the purple light. All the way through it? Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> I quite often walk down the strip on the way home and I'll be carrying my toilet rolls and my bits and pieces. Ooh, sexy sexy. And I will get hit up left, right and centre from blokes out the front of strip joints asking me to come in. <laughs> Who the f-? Now, I understand this is a probability game. They have to ask everybody in the strip to get <laughs> them to come in. What's
0: screaming I need to see some titties.
1: What about me, a female with toilet paper (laughs) and, you know, goods and things that I need for my home, in jeans and a jumper, walking down at 11 o'clock at night is screaming, there's someone that needs to put a dollar bill in somebody's g bank I
0: think because it's a statement that you accept hygiene as necessary but probably <laughs> you're different than most of the clientele <laughs> right.
1: they're trying to get a higher it's, brow yeah, clientele they've probably
0: got the health department in there right and they're about to get an f-grade <laughs> you walk in with your fancy clean bottom <laughs> <laughs>
1: um and then finally i have a, a, a local a thai takeout place which only accepts cash
0: oh. <laughs> can i call the tax office <laughs> i know right can i give you the tip. It's not for convenience. There is
1: nothing about convenience.
0: Do they do do the till open? The the till's always open? Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. I mean, it's completely dodged, right? I
0: mean, forgive me for getting a little Mm ranty. They talk about balancing the federal budget and a debt levy and all the rest of it. I'll pay a debt levy. After they've been round at bread shops and (laughs) Thai restaurants and gone, is there a reason you never close this cash register? (laughs) When you close it and start giving out receipts, then I'll tax other people.
1: I know. So I went up to my local tie joint, and it's a punish because you've got to go via the ATM. I got my money out. I came Strip in. Strip joint. Strip joint, popped <laughs> in for a quick, you know, put some money in the strippers. and Put some money oh, in Oh, that stri- sounds dodgy, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, I've been to them. <laughs> I don't even think
0: you can do that in Queensland.
1: <laughs> so I walked in and gave a of 50 to pay for my tie, oh, and, and they said, could, could, have you got any smaller? Mate, if you are refusing to take my credit card, if I give you a green yeah. and you uh, you got a hundred dollar bill, I don't give a shit if you have to go out Correct. to the laundry bag full of money you got outside. Correct. You are giving me my Correct. change Correct. in the manner in which I present it. Yeah. You are not somebody who's at liberty to make you know decisions on how I can present this. You're telling me I can't. With my card in 2014 So this isn't really a
0: question for me, you just wanted to express yourself <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're listening to Paul and Rach
1: Paulie, I did say early on that I would tell the story of my very first pap smear Okay, can we call it a PS from here okay. on? Because
0: <laughs> okay. it's one of those terms that's a bit, like God I love know. it And normally I'm great with all the medical stuff Yeah. You know, love what, my wife love What, what is a pap? <laughs> oh no! What Paul is a pap? <laughs> I instantly feel we've actually hit the first thing. I instantly feel like, oh, should I be talking about really? this? Really? Like it's I don't want to offend See, women.
1: I get and the word smear, isn't no, great. Stop it! But I don't know what a Pap is. Oh,
0: it, it's it's an uncomfortable experience.
1: It's just very weird, isn't it? Anyway, the first experience that I had of Pap smear was hey, yes. a PS. You just agreed. Oh, I'm sorry. You just-
0: Agreed and now you just
1: turned around and... Okay so my mum drove me to the doctors So I've popped in there We've just gone up to the medical centre I'm waiting She decided to wait in the car I don't even know why It was a long weekend or something Or a, you know it was. What a... was it about
0: a long weekend They now
1: I don't know But anyway I turned up to the ho- I turned up to the medical centre I went to the reception desk I said can I see somebody For perhaps PS P.S. <laughs> yes. Alright she said, there's only one doctor on and she's a fill-in doctor. I said, yeah, that's fine. That's no drama. Make it makes so, you tell you she's not a real doctor. I know. Well, this is the thing, right? So this woman came out. She eventually got me. She brings me into the clinic, into the room. Now, she is 90 if she's a day. Yeah, I'll She 95 is, in the shade. She is 95 in the shade. And she sits me down and she says uh, exactly what you said. Odd day to be coming in for a PA- PS. <laughs>
0: Okay, i release you from P.S. Okay. okay. Just go with pap
1: smear. Okay. And I said, well, yes, but surely you should be patting me on the back because everybody's always telling us women, get in and have a pap smear, and I finally come in for one, and you're telling me, oh, would you choose a, day, a public holiday to come in and get one on? Anyway, so she, uh, you know, asked me a whole bunch of embarrassing questions and then lays me down on the bed mm. and, and does all the requisite things that need to be done, and then... The young, young lady from reception races in, opens the door, doesn't knock.
0: Legs akimbo. Opens the
1: door, legs akimbo, and comes in and says, there's a woman at reception who is allergic to bee stings and is like in kind of a, a shock. I don't know what to do. Like I don't know what to do. Anyway, so this woman comes out, goes out <laughs> Gets goes and gets this girl, leaves the door open, the, door the door's open, and, and door... I'm there, legs akimbo. With my the door? no, no, I'm side on what? to the door, <laughs> and so then goes and gets this woman and her family and brings them past the door <laughs> to the back area. And I text my mum at this point in time, going, This is the worst is experience normal. of my life. My mum, God love her. Is a complete and utter stress head. She is a total stress head. At the tiniest drop of disaster, she falls to pieces. She has thought that I'm in trouble because I've said this is a disaster. So she's come into reception. Oh,
0: have you got the big C? Yeah,
1: this oh. is a problem, right? So she's come into reception. The receptionist is back at the desk at that point. The 90-year-old woman comes out from the lady with the bee sting and <laughs> says to the lady at reception while my mum is standing there, have you got the keys to the poison cupboard? And my mum assumes <laughs> that I've been poisoned. In the, in the-, <laughs> in the- <laughs> So yells at the receptionist and the 90-year-old doctor, get my daughter out of there! And I can hear my mother yelling, get my daughter out of there from the reception area as I'm there with the duck bill inside that she's left in there, the door open, no pants on and a woman having some kind of shock from a bee sting a mere two metres away.
0: I thought you were just going to tell me the woman had a shaky hands. No, this is what
1: happened. And then she ended up taking it and I just left. I didn't even get the thing done. I said, I don't want to do this anymore and walked out and that that was my first paps me. Oh, I
0: love you. <laughs> Follow the guys on Twitter Rage. That's our little show. Thank you very much for listening to us today wherever you happen to be. Your support is awesome, is amazing. As always, don't just listen, try and subscribe and hit us up for five stars and a review. On iTunes, because I think we deserve to be in the top five. <laughs> just to be honest.
1: It would be lovely if you could review us. We're always super grateful oh, to hear uh, to see little reviews there.
0: But I just realised I didn't actually introduce the end of the podcast properly. Oh. Each week at this time before the end of the podcast, we take a story for Picture Magazine and substitute the dirty words with a keyword for Rachel Storytime.
1: Now, last week we did a story. I had actually put up a post online, but then we just uh, didn't actually use any of the suggestions because we went with Kate Which turned out to be not the greatest choice uh, for safe words. By the way, she looks
0: awful in some of the red carpet photos that are around at the moment. She always looks rubbish, I reckon. In some things she is exquisite.
1: Uh, Yeah, but I think that that is with the help of Photoshop. I've said before she looks like she's a bit unwashed and doesn't take care of herself. I don't think she's eating well. Bit of a round head too. Yeah, I'm concerned about her eating. I, don't, I think she needs a better diet. Uh, now, let's see. Here we go. I'm going to go with Will James' suggestion of quinoa.
0: Oh, quinoa. Because I love nice. a bit
1: of quinoa. All right, here we go. Today's story is titled On the Job. <laughs> <laughs> my partner and I don't get as much alone time since having three children, so I decided to surprise him at work the other week. I almost lost my nerve as I approached the building site. Oh, dear. Mm. And a supervisor asked me what I was doing there. I made up a quick lie about Jeremy having left his wallet at home and was pointed in the right direction. Direction. Oh. My husband was surprised to see me, particularly as it was hot and I was wearing a big coat. Oh! I said nothing, just pulling him into the break room. I locked the door behind him. I grabbed Jeremy's quinoa, threw his quinoa to let him know what was on my mind, then threw back my coat to reveal my quinoas. Oh. His eyes looked up and I quinoa to my quinoas, releasing the quinoa from his quinoa quinoa. I took... <laughs> I released the quinoa. <laughs> I ran my quinoa around. His quinoa oh. and continue to work his quinoa quinoa. Quinoiring it till the telltale signs of quinoa danced on my quinoa. Oh, danced, <laughs> on danced, the on <laughs> quinoa danced on it. Danced on it. I knew we didn't have much longer. I stood and spun around allowing Jeremy to quinoa in my quinoa. Oh, he stuff. went straight into fourth gear and quinoaed me at Quinoa, quinoa, quinoa. Harvey <laughs> quinoa'd me, and it wasn't long until we were both quinoaing. I felt Jeremy's energy weaken as his. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: on, isn't quinoa supposed to help your energy? Isn't it a superfood?
1: As his quinoa's quinoa'd of all that.
0: This is Kate up all over again.
1: As I left the site, the supervisor asked, get that wallet to him, love. I just smiled and thought, that wasn't all he got. Oh Oh, yeah, bye. You're listening to Paul and Rach.